Hello and welcome to a review of Thor number three, titled Beta Ray Beatdown, here in the Cates of Hell series, where I review the Marvel Comics universe of writer Donny Cates. This is a review of Thor number three, but primarily today, it's going to be a history of Beta Ray Bill as I answer who is this character and what's his history with Thor and Galactus. Plus, where are we at in the Donny Cates and Nick Klein Thor story through three issues, and where is the series heading? I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of comicbookherald.com. If you like the CBH YouTube channel or podcast, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing. You can find full Thor Venom and the complete Donny Cates Marvel Universe reading orders on comicbookherald.com. Spoilers for the discussed issue may follow. Thor number three follows the cliffhanger appearance of Beta Ray Bill, cosmic powerhouse, frequent player in the Donny Cates Cosmic Marvel Universe, and Oath Brother to Thor. The story by Donny Cates, Nick Klein, Matthew Wilson, and Joe Sabino is an all-out action issue, fixating on a brawl between Bill and Thor. Beta Ray Bill views Thor's work with Galactus as an absolute breach of his worthiness to hold Mjolnir, and initially seeks to attack the Devourer in order to free Thor from what Bill assumes is some sort of mind control or bewitching. Beta Ray Bill is even more enraged when he learns that Thor is working with Galactus of his own free will. And despite Thor's clear advantages as the combination Lord of Asgard slash Herald of Galactus fights Thor until Stormbreaker, Bill's enchanted hammer, is quite literally smashed to pieces. Honestly, throughout this fight, we see very, very clearly that Bill never had a chance, even though historically, he matches up pretty evenly. Speaking of, to help explain why Beta Ray Bill is so enraged by the trajectory of Thor's course with Galactus, it helps to look at this character's history in the Marvel Universe. Equal parts as Guardian Ally and Cosmic Hero, Beta Ray Bill debuted in 1983 as part of Walt Simonson's opening salvo on what would become the best Thor comics run of all time. In the hands of a less monumental creative vision, Bill could have been lost to time as an equine oddity in the Odin Sons mythos, but instead he's an essential part of the Marvel cosmic fabric and oath brother to Thor. In the classic Thor number 337 to 339, Bill is introduced as an alien Corbinite traveling towards Earth in his sentient spaceship Scuttlebutt after the destruction of his own galaxy. Bill proves worthy of Mjolnir, and following a battle to the death in which he defeats Thor but won't allow him to die, Odin crafts Bill his very own hammer, Stormbreaker. Thor and Bill are bo have a bond as uh, Oath Brothers from this point in time. During the 1990s, Bill assumes a role with the Thor Corps set during the Thor, Thor War during a time period when Eric Masterson was running around as the Marvel Universe's Thunderstrike. It's actually a very sensible position for Bill, even if very little about Thor Corps and Thor War is particularly sensible, as the steady voice of reason for would-be Thors from different times, places, and backgrounds. For much of his history, this has been Bill's most familiar place as a deeply trustworthy ally to Asgard, capable of ensuring the will of Thor and Odin alike. During Ragnarok in 2004's Thor number 80 to 85 kind of sets the stage for the Avengers disassembled event that was coming, Beta Ray Bill is willing to fight and die alongside the Asgardians during the end of their life cycle, even though he is not, again, an Asgardian himself. To prevent Bill actually dying alongside the Asgardians, Thor has to beam him away from the battle and send him to safety. The post-Ragnarok landscape sets Bill on a hellish few years. During the six-issue Stormbreaker mini written by Michael Avon Oming, Galactus consumes the homeworld of the Corbinites, Bill's native race, and Bill comes so close to death that he's forced to place his soul in the body of one Simon Walters, a deceased war veteran and a name uh, playing on Walt Simonson. Bill returns in the pages of Omega Flight, which is Canada's updated Alpha Flight, and a response unit to deal with the influx of immigrating heroes after America's Civil War event, but he's not quite himself. 
Following this, Bill is captured by Skrulls during Secret Invasion, and Stormbreaker is given to a Super Skrull. Bill barely survives, but with Thor's help is able to defeat the Skrull and regain his hammer. In my favorite Beta Ray Bill story of the 2000s, and the one with the most relevance for the Cates and Klein run to date, the three-issue Beta Ray Bill God Hunter by Kieran Gillen and Kano follows Bill as he seeks revenge on Galactus. Thor questions the wisdom of Bill's vendetta against the World Devourer and actually denies him aid at this point in time, whereas Bill, seeing his home planet consumed by the World Devourer, will not hear really any other no for an answer. Bill's plan is to starve Galactus, choosing to employ strategy over pure brawn in a way that highlights why Beta Ray Bill is a cosmic powerhouse. The story is also a nice inversion of the usual conclusion Marvel heroes come to about Galactus operating as a monstrous but necessary force in the galactic balance. Famously in the pages of the John Byrne era Fantastic Four, Reed Richards even makes a case for Galactus during a space trial, which was frankly a lot like making a case for a serial killer in front of the aggrieved family. Bill wants nothing to do with this philosophy or science, though. In the words of every review of stories involving Thor and Beta Ray Bill ever, it is, quite honestly, hammer time. Bill comes very close to succeeding, too, taking on the likes of the Silver Surfer as he seeks an end to the World Devourer. His position as Galactus status as necessary his position on Galactus status as necessary force of nature is clear too, at one point telling the surfer, You serve Galactus. Your hands are bloody red. What do we have to talk about? Nonetheless, Bill's obsession with revenge and his methods of planetary annihilation to murder Galactus result in him becoming unworthy of holding Stormbreaker himself. It's only after he halts his bloodthirsty quest that he's able to wield the enchanted weapon once again. The next big move for Beta Ray is to join up with a team of similar-minded cosmic heroes, the Annihilators. The Annihilators are Beta Ray Bill, Silver Surfer, Gladiator, Quasar, and Ronan the Accuser, and more or less function as the new Guardians of the Galaxy in the wake of that team's conclusive finale in Thanos Imperative. Annihilators often gets overlooked because Thanos Imperative is such a, a nice conclusion to the Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning written run on Guardians, but seeing as Abnett and Lanning continue to write the Annihilators, it is very much worth your while, especially if you're a big Marvel Cosmic fan. The last time we really saw Beta Ray Bill and Thor together came during The Unworthy Thor, a five-issue miniseries set during Jason Aaron's run on Thor from 2012 to 2019. Bill helps Thor escape the Collector's prison before learning that Thor has lost his ability to wield Mjolnir due to a crisis of conscience that Gore the God Butcher, back from that Thor God of Thunder first story arc in Marvel Now, that he was in fact right when he told Thor that, um, you know, gods needed to die, effectively. Bill serves as, again, a voice of reason and sort of a steady shoulder to get through, to help the Odin son get through this this very traumatic and difficult time when he could not wield Mjolnir. The adventures of Beta Ray Bill and Lockjaw begin in Death of the Inhumans and solidify writer Donny Cates' interest in, incorporate, in incorporating the Corbinite of Right where possible. Death of the Inhumans is likely my least favorite of the Cates-written Marvel-verse, but the Bill and Lockjaw team-up is an absolute highlight, and I've enjoyed seeing the characters play together in the Cates-verse in books like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the next place we see Beta Ray Bill bouncing around as sort of the, um, you know, really the entire Marvel cosmic landscape is incorporated, at least in the early pages, uh, definitely the first story arc of Donny Cates' work on the title, which is really all about the potential return of Thanos, and of course, as you'd expect, all the cosmic powerhouses and players like Beta Ray Bill and another Cates favorite, the Cosmic Ghost Rider, get together to decide what to do. 
With all that in mind, it's hardly surprising that Beta Ray Bill would bum-rush the show in Thor number 3, however foolhardy that proves. Although he has to learn a lesson by the end of God Hunter in order to wield Stormbreaker ever again, I don't think there's any reason to believe Beta Ray doesn't still hate Galactus with a raging fury. You know, this is it's not like he has come around and decided, yes, Galactus is a necessary evil. He is still going to rush at Thor when he thinks Thor is being controlled by Galactus, even though the Herald of Thunder at this point can slap him away like he's nothing. After Thor's well and truly beaten Beta Ray Bill, the issue concludes with the former love interest of both Beta Ray Bill and Thor, Lady Sif, now Sif the All-Seeing, following the events of King Thor. Presumably issue number four will kick off with the brouhaha between Thor and Sif, although I hope Kate's and Klein are more clever than that. Because Thor number three is so action-heavy and again so one-sided, there's a lightness to this issue that leaves little to grasp onto. It's perhaps important to show how far beyond his normal status quo King Thor has risen, he makes Bill look like a featherweight after all, but doing so a second time against an ally would feel beyond repetitive, and I don't need to see Thor fighting Sif uh, much at all at this point in time. The most interesting thing this Herald of Thunder storyline is doing is asking how complicit Thor is or should feel about his newfound role aiding Galactus' planet consumption. There's a crucial moment in issue number three where Galactus seeks to control Thor's power cosmic, and Thor tells him, Nay, I took your power. Instead of the other way around, you take nothing from me, he says. The scene reminds me a lot of my toddler when I tell him I'm going to play with the best dinosaur action figure, but nonetheless it reveals a clear distinction Thor is making that he is, in fact, in control of his actions, and working with Galactus simply because it needs to be done. I think Cates and Klein are interested in asking questions about Thor's humanity as king, even calling him the new god of genocide in issue number two, but that angle is falling very flat for me. Firstly, the question was explored so thoroughly in Jonathan Hickman's New Avengers that clearing that bar is a tall order, and this does not yet come close to measuring up. Second, there's a very good reason Thor is working with Galactus, and it's a threat to all universes, the Black Winter. I'm yet to in any way think Thor has lost his sense of what's right, although perhaps as the book progresses and more planets are endangered, we may see that trend. In Thor number 4, I'm looking forward to Thor and Sif putting down hammer and sword and discussing a plan to use the Bifrost to fully save future planets like they tried to do with Clips on the fly. We're three issues into the first story of this era of King Thor, and he's yet to do much by way of governing. It's time to put the fist down and see what Thor is thinking, lest this series devolve into nothing but shattered hammers. Thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully this brief history of Beta Ray Bill was useful. I'm curious to hear your thoughts and opinions on the Thor series so far on Marvel Cosmic in general, or of course anything else you may be thinking of. Please feel free to comment here on the YouTube channel. I will happily respond uh, to any questions that you may put in there. And of course you can always find me over on comicbookherald.com and at comicbookherald on social. Remember to check the show notes for my new Beta Ray Bill reading order, for Thor reading order, and of course for the Donny Cates Marvel Universe reading order, and all sorts of guides you can find over on CBH. Thanks for listening, everybody, and as always, enjoy the comics. Uh-huh.